do us a quick favor guys hit the follow subscribe button share this with someone who would benefit from it and help us grow as the more we grow the better the episodes we get thanks guys for helping us and let's get into the episode and he's here he is here cristiano has entered the building Yes, guys, welcome back to the Sculptor Podcast. In this episode, we are sitting down with my friend Jeremiah, and we are talking about his journey, his path, which is an unconventional path like myself. And yeah, it will be a shorter episode today. Uh, I'm pretty busy at the moment. I'm moving all around Europe, and hence the uh, not infrequent episodes, but (laughs) the less frequent episodes. I haven't been able to do two a week, but anyways, basically, we'll be talking about Jeremiah's path and relating it to an unconventional path, because it is an unconventional path, it's definitely the path less taken like myself, and it'll be a definitely a, a good a good episode to hear a different perspective on, uh, but with that being said, what we'll do is we'll go on to Jeremiah, he'll give a bit of an introduction to who he is, where he's at right now, and uh, give us a bit of backstory on yourself. Yeah, so basically, I was born in Korea. I moved to the States, to Maryland, when I was around seven years old. I played football probably from ages 17, uh, 7 to 15, and then I moved to Germany. And yeah, this journey is definitely, it's not conventional, that's for sure. It takes time, it takes process, and the journey you step really defines you and makes you a better person. Uh, the way you attack your mindset every morning, how you get up to the very little details to if you make your bed or how you brush your teeth can sometimes play a big effect into how you play your football and your sort of culture of how you present yourself. I guess it's paying attention to the smaller details because when you pay attention to the little things in life, they make up the bigger picture. And That's I think true. that for footballers and athletes generally, we, we do care about these small details, whether it's the way that we eat, the way that we sleep, whatever it is these things will build up our performance. And I think that's something that uh, is interesting. So for a bit of background on both Jeremiah and I, that's so we can edit it out. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't stop? Is that all good? Oh, let me check. We're gonna ask you to be sorry, I fucked up so bad. No, it was all right. All right, yeah. Uh, I know I'm I was. a little nervous. It's that's all good. Yeah. That was a nervous little laugh there. <laughs> right. Yeah, all right. Three, two, one. So a bit of background on Jeremiah and I, so I moved to Germany probably a few months just before Jeremiah and we went to the same football academy, although we never met, <laughs> yeah. it was very, he basically took my my bedroom that exactly I lived out that. of. Exactly that, it was a crazy coincidence yeah. honestly. And the way that we even met wasn't through that, it was through LinkedIn. Everything's from LinkedIn. Everything's from LinkedIn. Everything. So, we started messaging each other probably around more than a year ago now, I assume. Yeah. And about. yeah, we basically was talking because we both realized we're on the same path. And yeah, it's it's a I think that when you when you put yourself out there showing who you are in your own adventure, you tend to let's say tend to bring more individuals who have the same exactly. mindset towards you. And I think that's a perfect example, even with my co host Val. Um, he's the footballer I told you about who's got the protein company, he's in Greece. We have a very similar attitude and I, I still haven't met him to this day. And <laughs> yeah, it tends to be like that. Yeah, it, it's it crazy. Just, it tends to work out. It, it's 
um, like a magnet kind of effect. You kind of radiate people who would reciprocate that same energy. And that's why I think for both Jeremiah and I, we, we, we do things that are very similar. And it's just how it happens because through evolving and adapting as a footballer, you get different ways of doing things and you realize that the longer you've been in it, the more like similar they will be to other footballs, whether it's exactly. the recovery, uh, the routine, whatever it is. Like We're able to understand how much we want to train individually because we've both been doing it for so long. And now let's get into the main kind of topic of the episode. And we want to kind of discuss the, the concept of a stereotypical path for someone like Jeremiah, which is different to the path of which I would uh, see as a stereotypical path for an Australian. Because in America, they... Football is very different. Yeah, it's, very different. but it's also similar. Because it's, it's similar not, in the structure of how yeah. there's no promotion and relegation, but there's yeah. also a lot, I would say there's a contrast in, now there's talks for the USL to get promotion and relegation, however, when you're MLS Next or MLS Next Pro or even on an MLS team, you tend to get pickpocketed in the exact same spot, which means you can't really move up and you get pushed into a little spot and you're forced to just live your whole career there. I know players who have played on a USL League team for close to 15 years now. And they've played there the whole entire life, regardless of their level, even if they're at the level to play at an MLS level, they'll never see the grass there because the system is really pushed for players just to live and honestly live their whole entire careers in that sort of small mindset, small set of a league. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate because you see a lot of players who have the talent to go further, but it's simply they won't get the recognition they won't get the people who will want to see them play and because of that it tends to create honestly it tends to hurt the footballer's mindset because if you're not able to move up to the levels you think you're able to achieve it tends to break you down a bit slowly now this is also an interesting one that i would say the best players wouldn't ever let that happen to them so if i was a player in that situation and i saw that if i analyze everyone else's situation and I realize that I might be going down that path. What I would do is I would try and get out of that path and look where most people find success outside of that environment, which is essentially what you've done, right? You don't go back to that. You're not at that level. So what you've done is you've, you've made your own environment where you can succeed outside of that, where going to Germany, it's very different because you play one good season in one league, you're able to go up to the next league. Where in, exactly in the sure. USL, I mean, I'm sure lots of people know about Matt Sheldon. He's been trying to get into the MLS for years, although he could never break into the MLS, even though maybe he doesn't have the quality for the MLS. Although if you're in Germany, because the league systems are so close between 5th league, 4th league, and 3rd league, you can go up and down relatively easily. Not easily, the football's not easy, but the, the stream of quality is relatively similar between most leagues in Germany, unless you're talking about the Bundesliga. And... That's the main difference. This is where Australia and America relate, where it's a, it's kind of a confined system. But outside of these, like, I guess it comes with time. If you look does, at the European yeah. teams and the countries that have been playing for the longest, they are typically the most successful because they've kind of been able to refine their system, which is where, for us, I mean, the Australian League's only been, it's as old as myself. Yeah, MLS is probably a little bit more developed than the Australian League, but, yeah, it's... Trying to find that unconventional path for yourself to thrive. Now, tell me, how did you first feel like Germany was the place for you? 
Well, you have to take into fact how many players from somewhat the same country or somewhat the same experience as you will then move up and play in the levels. For Americans, you see a lot of players who are American who play in the Bundesliga, either first, second, and third. And as you get lower, even the fourth and fifth division, which is still a high, high level for younger players, you see many, many teams that will invite foreigners to play because their quality and their play style is quite similar. So that got me thinking, of course, and I thought, if they can do it, of course, then I can do it. You know, a path is laid down for you to follow. And I took the opportunity, I took the chance, I researched. It's very important to understand what situation you're getting yourself into because quality and play style, your physical attributes and everything is quite important. And depending on which type of region you play in in Germany, you can honestly grow or you can break. Like if you play in say the north, it's different than how you would play football in the south or even the west. And these are all things you have to focus on and pay attention. But the most important thing is understanding what you can achieve with your passport or your visa. Because most most teams won't accept players who don't have the EU passport or have some sort of living affiliation with the country. So it is very important to understand what you are getting yourself into. I would not say to just buy a ticket in Germany, land in Frankfurt like airport and just go, yeah, I'm going to try everything now. Because A, you have to find all the logistics. If you're over the age of 18, you have to find your housing, your food, you have to find your shoes maybe even, the clubs, if the clubs are even taking players, if they're in season. So these are things you sort of want to map out and get a feeling of. Talk to the people around you. Talk to people who've been in situations. Success leads clues as well, right? Yeah. If you're course. able to speak with someone who's done that before, I mean, you get an abundance of knowledge. You were saying yesterday that you, you just said now as well that you studied, you analyzed and prepared for it, but you only realized when you were in Germany so much more because you were in that environment. Exactly. So you can do, like for myself, I, I was showing Jeremiah before the map that I made for all of the clubs in Germany and all of this. This is great for a degree, but as soon as you get in that environment, you learn so much more. Exactly, but that, that's also a barrier for people. Some people might not want to uh, feel that, that pressure, that, that, that work that they have to do. And that's, that's, where, that's why people are listening to Sculpted because you can see the difference in mindset that you have to have to achieve this. Although all the things I just said, it's very true. Sometimes you just have to throw yourself out there and then whatever happens, you have to adapt, overcome. No footballer, I would say, who comes with these hard trials, who just goes to a random country, doesn't know the language, and doesn't understand the football, they either adapt or they break. There's countless yeah. success stories, but there's even more failures. Very true. So when you have players like Nick, me, who go there and experience it, you understand the language, you understand the people, even if you can't speak, you have to adapt and you have to learn. You have to understand that even though you don't understand them, they're still a person and you can understand from body language or you can understand from how good you play your quality that you're able to grow. And that's what takes you apart from everyone else. When everyone goes left, you have to understand why are they going left and then maybe you go right. And it, just because you make a different decision doesn't make you a better person or anything else. It just shapes you into being a better person for yourself. It takes you down a path of exceptional. Exactly. And, and, and being exceptional doesn't mean good or bad. It means doing the opposite of the... Ex you are the exception, which is you can dictate your path, where most people take the standard route. 
Exactly. The standard. And and I, I really liked your points before with um, talking about like how the different paths and whatnot. And I, I think that one thing that you mentioned is how people with a success story or the, the people who didn't have the success stories, you don't hear about those people who didn't have the success stories. No one wants and, to hear that. <laughs> and there's so many more people. And now for us, we don't have the success stories. You played in the Bundesliga, I played in the third division. Okay? For us, that's a success story, but for other people, it's not your Bayern Munich, it's not your Borussia Mönchengladbachs. But you know what? We haven't stopped. Most people would go back to their home country where they're comfortable, where they're safe. They take that standard path because it's easy. But for us, what do we do? We stay until we make our success story, which I think is actually much more noble. I, I agree. I there's That took the words out of my mouth, honestly. I think when you're pushed into a group on a team, most people have a very closed mindset, I would say. So when you reach, for me, when I reached the U19 Bundesliga my first year from playing like, as a no-name player, I thought that was my top goal. That was my, almost my end game. And I didn't really have a lot of ideas of what comes next. It was sort of, I reached what I thought. And that's where you have to break apart from everyone else's normality and your own, your own personal goals. And you have to re reevaluate yourself and know if, your teammates, normally your teammates are your biggest influence on yourself or your football playing ability since, well, football is not an individualistic sport. And they might have the idea that this is their goal. There's many people who play, let's say, fifth division, fourth division, and they're 23, 25. And while Nick and I are still relatively young and we are approaching that level, we can understand that just because where we are at doesn't define where we can be. And that was the biggest thing I've learned in my life since I played with no-name teams and I used to be really shy and concealed to myself saying, my team defines me. My, if I don't play, that defines me. And there's many, many things that, I mean, that could be a whole another podcast, but yeah. to keep it brief and simple, it comes to, you have to understand why everyone else is thinking a sort of closed mind way and you have to understand, if you wanted it to be easy, you wouldn't even have came here. And you would have, like Nick said, went back home. Well, everyone would have done it because it is easy. The reason why you're doing it and the reason why you want that success is because it is hard. You might not actually put two and two together realizing that success equals hardship. But if you want to follow through with it, which we have, we have stuck through with it, right? We currently, both of us are free agents, although... We, we stay with it and we, we keep going because we know that we can create our own luck and that's what we are doing, right? I mean, th the great example of creating our own luck is we met each other on LinkedIn. The reason why you have a LinkedIn is because you are creating your own luck. We network, we, we get to know different people and I think the fact that you've played for three Bundesliga clubs now, yeah, that's it. You've, th you've done your fair share of you know networking. And, and yeah, that's the other thing. When it comes to... When it comes to promoting yourself, I'm sure you can get from Nick way more than you can get from me from his success on LinkedIn. However, you have to do more and you have to be smarter about how you do it when it comes to the basis of promoting yourself as a player. Yeah. Since no club is just going to say, here's a, a million dollar contract, please sign. If they've never seen you play, they don't know anything. And that's where it comes to football, maybe 30% about how good you are, 70% about who you know who can open the door. 
And that's the thing with when it comes to individual training, always being prepared. Of course, we don't know tomorrow that we might get a club or of course, we don't know exactly where we will be. But we understand that we're creating our own process, our own luck, our own path. And because we are doing our due diligence, we're opening the door to possible opportunities. And those opportunities might call for us to be ready tomorrow to go on trial. There's even been a fact where Nick trained to sleep on the floor because he would think that would be a smart thing to do if he was ever in that situation. And when you get into those situations, it comes to the point, are you prepared or are you not? Are you disciplined or are you not? And it's even, we can go a little bit deeper and understand if, let's say, Manchester United called you tomorrow to go on trial with the first team or the U19s, U18s, whatever, would you be able to say you can comfortably perform at that level? If you say yes, well then I applaud to you, I bet you're doing a lot. But if you say no, there's always something more you can be doing and understanding yourself, understanding your body, your needs, when you want to train, stretch. And these types of mindsets pushes you further apart from everyone else and you'll see, you'll see a great growth in yourself and that might spike loneliness or you might be afraid because you don't understand these feelings and that's where I learned from Nick since he annotates all his emotions and understands in a logistical per like perspective how he feels about certain things so when you feel rejection because when you go on trial there's a big 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 statement that you might get rejected and that's okay that doesn't define you you have to understand it and move past it people who just get limited and say well I tried everything I could at the first level I tried one trial, I got rejected, I'm not at that level. Every coach has their own opinion. Every team has their own play style. Just because you don't fit one doesn't mean you won't fit the other and that's where it comes to building your own path. Your path may be different just because if Nick played second Bundesliga and I was playing fourth division, yeah, I'd be like, I'm envious of him. He's my age and as you go on social media, you see countless younger kids signing professional contracts and it gets to you. I mean, comparison is a thief of joy. That's what you Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> and that's what you have to realize that you can't be comparing. Just because he's in a better spot than you doesn't mean you are defined by where you are. You should take no shame in where you are. Sure, you might not be playing at the best division or the best team or the best league. But if you only stay in that small, closed-minded mindset, of course you won't go anywhere. What I'll add to that as well, two things. I, I really like the proactive approach that you mentioned, but the first thing that I'll address is that don't take shame in where you are. I think that's a very good point. If you are giving 100%. Of course. You said that if you're playing regular Liga and I'm playing second Bundesliga, comparing each other is not necessarily a good thing if we are both giving 100%. But what I would argue is that if I am not giving 100% and I am you comparing to a second Bundesliga player and I'm thinking, why isn't that me? Well, maybe there's a reason if that, that person isn't you. It might be because you're not doing the due diligence. Maybe you're not training enough. Maybe you're not preparing enough. You mentioned with the Manchester United trial, if I'm comparing myself to someone who gets the contract for Manchester United and comparing myself to someone who doesn't get the Manchester United contract, maybe that person who doesn't get it isn't preparing enough. And when you're comparing yourself to someone who is doing the most and they're getting the results that they garner, then 
if you were doing the most within yourself, I think that then you, the comparison thing, it's not fruitful. It doesn't bear fruit. But if you're comparing yourself to someone who is doing everything they can and they're getting the, the rewards that they deserve, comparing, it's not comparing at that point. It's actually taking, taking notes and analyzing their situation of how they got there. As I mentioned, success leaves clues. And if you're able to take notes on someone who is more successful than you and they're doing more than you, then you have to start to adapt to that. And that you mentioned the proactive attitude towards the contract of it doesn't just get given to you. And that's something that if you're a player who, I mean, for instance, I know players who get stuff given to them, but they are typically the players who are, I don't like the word talented necessarily. I would say that the quote unquote, like the stereotypical, you know, uh, a coach says, oh, you're very talented. You know, you always have those players who are just... Of course, yeah. Those guys. Or put on a pedestal. Yeah, exactly. So those people who are, at a younger age, quote-unquote, talented or put on a pedestal, they get given much more things. But typically, most people will have to do the work. And what we do, both of us, is we do the work. We make sure that opportunities aren't given to us. We make the opportunities. I, w I would like to add on to that because I think for the viewers who are most likely watching this or listening to this, you have to understand that you probably aren't that player who has got everything given to you. You're not that player who was since you six told they're going to be the next Messi, next Ronaldo, and had a clear way, a clear path to the first team. That most likely isn't you, and that's okay. To understand that is really fine. You have to understand and accept it but it doesn't define you. You can still change and push yourself forward to achieve what you want. That was a hard thing I had to accept because of course you have people promising you stuff when you're younger saying this, this, you're so good here, you're amazing here, you have the talent, we're gonna take you to the first team. But football is a very, very fast and honestly it can be a very harsh reality. You can be the best and then not get a contract to you. I mean, there's players who are I would say way worse than me who are playing in way better divisions than me. And that's just how it is. So when you let those small things define you, it slowly creeps into your head and then that's when your discipline starts lacking, when you start pushing away extra training. And those are stuff I try to advise you not to do because when you move away from what you're disciplined and what you always do, you tend to break into little, I would say... I think it's the victim mentality. When you start playing the victim mentality, you start to think that everything's not your fault. Then you stop thinking that, okay, I can change my situation. You were talking about the growth mindset before. Yeah, if you think about a fixed mindset, you're playing the victim mentality. Things are happening I think to you. I think with... It's okay to be like having some sort of idea like, why didn't that work out? But it's not okay to dwell in it. Not okay yeah. to live in that sort of mindset. And like you said, the victim mindset where it's like, this, this, and this didn't happen. Well, honestly, stuff happens. It doesn't have to be anything about you. It can be the coach who honestly didn't like your hair, and now you're not playing for them. It could be really small things. Was that personal? <laughs> it was very personal. <laughs> and it can be very small things, but these make sometimes a difference when... And that's why you always have to have different paths, different plans, be proactive. When Nick and I, let's say, reach out to a club, we reach out to a club, and we also have a backup for that club and a backup for that club and maybe even like a backup for a backup yeah. within a backup, if you understand what I mean. And those types of things, yeah, you might be like, it's silly if you're good enough, you only go once and it happens. Sure, that, like, that might be the case. But there's also the most likely um, 
probability that it's not really gonna happen like that. And having different opportunities also helps you feel more secure. And most humans, they need security in football. It's a very, honestly, it's a very insecure game and you can't really control some of the stuff. You can't control when an agent says they'll talk to a club. You don't know if they did or didn't. You don't know what they said about you. But what you can control is your due diligence. What you can control is your training and your opportunities and your networking, your eating, your sleeping. These things you might see as like frivolous, but they make an impact on you. If you get two hours of sleep and you think, oh, well, nothing's going to happen and you get a phone call saying, let's go on trial. The only person to blame is yourself. Yeah. And it's a harsh reality, but for players who don't have that clear golden, like golden boy pathway, it's a grind. It's an everyday grind and it gets monotonous, it gets boring, but it defines you and you start growing like yourself, you start growing your character. And you'll see even without football, you yourself start developing more into a person that you would think is more respectful. You start understanding your body more and you'll see it gives you different type of connections. I mean, away from football, you also start building connections. Like outside of football, Nick and I are honestly good friends. We have a very like natural yeah. bond. It's a bit yeah, weird. It's, re it's, it's honestly weird. Like we have a very natural bond and it just works because we think the same. We approach the problems the same way. And like he said in the beginning, you radiate towards each other. You build these connections with people who want to be like in the same setting as you in the same threshold and that's when it comes to, like having like a specific niche sure there are football players that I think are honestly stupid and they drink all the time they party they do whatever they live the really fast track life of a footballer if you will and sure they maybe might be the best but you can be like that too if you want but it's not going to really define you as a person you have to understand that those players are the golden boys, generally. They, yeah. They've they had everything their whole life. And you just aren't going to get like that just so simply. So you have to do the due diligence. You have to be different. You have to move away from what everyone says is what you should be. The conventional path. The conventional path, the conventional mindset. Since as an American, I was supposed to play like just go to high school. And now they have MLS Next Pro. MLS next and then go to a college after that you know see what happens playing the MLS and yeah sure that might be a pathway for you you know not everyone has the ability to just you know or the want to as or well. the want that is very important or the want to just fly out however you have to realize as we said before with every success story there's always more failed opportunities and when you really look at it from the players who go D1 to MLS and then maybe possibly from MLS to Europe, very small unless you do it at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And most of the people who do that don't even go to college. They skip it because if you play in college, it's really hard for you to get seen unless you just stay in your environment. There's also an American mindset with the college system where the older you are, like you can, you can play college to 24, is it? 